And we're back. Part two of this Arizona Senate debate. Uh, if I do any more of these breakdowns in the future, I promise I won't be splitting them up into two. Uh, you know, because this one's definitely long. But I'm glad I undertook this because this is, you know, stuff to do. Stuff I wanted to talk about and uh, pad the podcast episodes a little bit. But shh, that's not why I'm doing it. Okay, it's kind of what I'm why I'm doing it. But shush. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Liberty Enthusiast podcast. As I already said, doing part two. Uh, I appreciate if you would follow me on Twitter at K2DudeMan. Talk about this. Tell me if you agree with uh, my positions and my points. But it is time to continue. So where we left off was uh, Blake Masters, uh, Mark Kelly, and Mark Victor. They got into it on inflation on and on immigration. Uh, next up... We get Mark Kelly's stance on abortion, and I teased this by saying this is one of the positions that I have more of a concrete opinion on, uh, and this is something that I used. Uh, I full disclosure, I used to be, I used to be pro-choice, um, and it wasn't necessarily for any particular reason. It was just because I kind of fell for a lot of the talking points that it just seemed like the nice thing to do. And it seemed like the morally correct position, and then the more and more I look into it, uh, or looked into it, the more I didn't like it. The more that I thought it was an astoundingly weak argument, the more that I stop it, phone. I'm not talking to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna literally leave it buzzing, and then anytime it just buzzes, I'm gonna pretend like it's talking, and then just shut it up. You did? You done? Cool. <laughs> uh this podcast is fun man all right and uh i i think i left off saying i had changed my positions and such and started looking into it more uh and i finally came around to um the more pro-life side um i would not say that i am fully on board for the life begins at conception argument uh for this reason um First off, I believe life begins. Uh, I don't believe life begins at conception. I believe life begins at the initiation of brain function. Now, uh, I do recognize that there is a point to the argument to say that life begins at conception or personhood begins at conception because if you leave it to to its own devices, it will eventually grow into a baby, and that includes the initiation of brain function which happens around six to seven weeks, uh, as late as 10. Um, I get the point. However, at that point, the clump of cells argument, which I cannot stand from the more left-leaning political spectrum uh, person, or left-leaning person on the political spectrum, rather, uh, they have some merit here, very specifically here, where I don't think it's alive yet, and I don't think it's killing a baby before there is initiation of brain function because of the fact that it has not been alive yet 
and I don't think you can kill something that's not alive yet. Uh, just logically speaking, uh, if this pen that I'm holding it, right now, it's not alive. If I break it in half, it's not killing it. If it suddenly became alive and I snapped it in half, that would be killing something. And, you know, I'm a baby does not have the same moral equivalency as a pen is just to make a point. Um, and I came to the uh, realization uh, logically that life has to begin at the initiation of brain function because life ends at brain dead. Uh, when doctors call you dead, they don't say that your heart stopped. They try to revive you. So I don't think the heartbeat thing is a legitimate uh, start time uh, for life. I, I don't believe that that's the case because you can you know you can live with uh you know uh, a heart you, you can live with some heart problems and, and uh you can have procedures done with your heart that can help keep you alive uh i forget what it's called but you know that kind of thing so i i do not believe that this is a legitimate uh starting point for life it has to be the brain if naturally when you die is when you're brain dead. When you are alive is when you are not. And to not be brain dead, your brain has to be on. You have to have, like I said, initiation of brain function, which happens six to seven weeks or as late as ten. Um, so that's what my position is. That's where I stand on abortion. Um, I think anything after that is uh, killing a baby. And I, I think ten weeks, which is two months, is plenty of time to figure it out um if you get to 10 weeks and you just want to use abortion as birth control i'm sorry there's gonna have to be some level of personal responsibility it's it's on you you can't kill babies out of purely coincidence that's just fucking evil to me all right and with that uh let's get into mark kelly's stance uh six minutes after <laughs> i gotta be a little more punctual on this okay so Mark Kelly uh, starts this abortion question, and let's see what he has to say. This is about a little under a minute. All right. Um, I want to move to abortion. Uh, Senator Kelly, we'll start with you. Would you codify Roe v. Wade? Of course. Let me be perfectly clear. Arizona women have totally lost the right to make a decision about abortion. It's devastating. It's wrong. It's exactly what my opponent, Blake Masters, wants. Blake Masters has called abortion demonic, <coughs> religious sacrifice. He's even said that he wants to punish. That cough was uh, the moderators, by the way. The doctors. He wants a national abortion ban that's so strict that even in the case when a woman is raped, she will not have the option to make this decision. Okay. Uh, that was Mark Kelly's response. Co co would codify Roe v. Wade or, uh, uh, or likes Roe v. Wade. I can't remember if he specifically asked, would you codify it? It was a minute ago. Leave me alone. I have bad memory. It's late. No, I'm just kidding. None of those are right. I'm just bad at this. But I, I don't love the answer. Uh, first off, uh, more of the mudslinging I can live without. Uh, I tried to find uh, what Blake Masters' opinion on it is, and there was something 
uh, where he said, I'm where uh, he said on his website, and this, this comes up later, by the way, uh, he said, I'm pro-life uh, unapologetically. Um, I could not, however, find specifically if he does not uh, support uh, rape or incest exceptions. Um, I, I personally, I do. And I realize it's not the perfect pro-life libertarian stance, but I, I recognize that, like I said, this is one, this is the part of abortion uh, law where I am conflicted because the same thing with prohibitions on alcohol and drugs, there are still going to be a demand for abortions. Uh, it just is. And this is something that the Republican Party is going to have to tackle at some point. It's an argument that's going to come up. It's a legitimate point, and they have to tackle it. They have to, you know, reason with it. And I think you can get most people to be on board with uh, something that comes up later, which is this uh, that that Mark Kelly said that he supports no limits on this uh, Arizona law. Uh, that this Arizona law means women have completely lost the right to abortions, which, by the way, is nonsense. This uh, this Arizona law says fifteen weeks. And then it leaves the exceptions. And, uh, you know, okay, uh, I think 15 weeks personally is too far. Uh, it can't be above 10 in, in my opinion, but all right, whatever. Even Roe v. Wade, 12 weeks is further than I would like uh, based on a moral position. But it's, you know, okay, fine. 15 weeks is a little bit far. And Florida is the same way. I, I wish they would change that, but, you know. I don't live in Florida. And he's, he, he says this so matter-of-factly. This, you know, he, want, he completely wants to take away women's right. And this just, you know, just complete and utter nonsense. And I was saying something earlier and I completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, clearly it wasn't that important. Although it is, it's a abortion talk. Oh, man, what, what, what really was I saying? You know, it's okay. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up, but, um, you know, a bad response. Uh, I just, uh, there's nothing in here that gives any kind of semblance of worldview or anything. Um, and then here is, uh, Blake Masters response, uh, a little over a minute. Blake Masters, 90 seconds here, um, regarding a federal ban on abortion, codifying Roe v. Wade. Where do you stand? I'm pro-life. And that means I believe in limits. Now, I support exceptions because I don't believe in being extreme on this issue. Senator Mark Kelly is the abortion radical. Senator Kelly in Washington, he voted. You know, actually, he sponsored. He didn't just vote for it. He sponsored a bill that would have mandated legal abortion nationwide. Get this up until the moment of birth. All right. Uh, his thing is not up. But I do want to say something here before we continue. I tried to find this bill, and there were a couple that I saw, but they were House bills. I didn't see one in the Senate, and maybe I just didn't look hard enough. Uh, again, if you follow me on Twitter, like I said at the top of the show, K2 Dude Man, uh, if you can find this for me, but uh, I tried to find this and I couldn't. Uh, obviously, he wouldn't be able to co sponsor House bills. That's not how that works. Um, so, you know, I. I I just want to say, for sake of being fair, that I could not find what Blake Masters is talking about here. With that said, you can uh, listen to the rest. Take a second. Another uh, 30 seconds or so. 
interesting to think about how truly radical that is. Mark Kelly says any abortion is okay for any reason, all the way up until the moment a baby is due to be born. He wasn't the only radical who voted for that bill. He was joined by Elizabeth Warren, by Bernie Sanders. AOC voted for this in the House. And the only countries in the whole world that support Senator Kelly's preferred no limits extreme abortion policy are China and North Korea. So no, I'm pro-life, I believe in limits. I think we should be more like, I don't know, how about every other civilized country in the world? Need All right, uh, that's Blake Masters' response. Um, I, I kind of can't really give, a, like at least for the first half of this, uh, and really even like the first three quarters, because I don't want to like trash Kelly's uh, stance if Matt Blake is lying about it. I just, I don't want to, get into that you know that's not something i'm willing to do to but i do know that there is a popular sentiment among democrats to try to get this abortion up until point of birth thing which by the way is flat out murder i'm sorry we can't just sit here and pretend it's not you know, if a baby happens to die along the way that's extraordinarily sad if it happens in the context of the do of a duty that the doctor has to deliver the baby and it's an accident like uh it happens and it really sucks i i i truthfully do mean this that for that woman who's expecting a delivery of a happy baby boy or girl that uh, that that is just i don't even i don't even know what i would do in that situation i would be so incredibly distraught and it really is incredibly destructive to the mindset of girls of women I, I i get it but there has to be and this is ultimately what i think of abortion is there has to be a societal standard where we say i'm sorry that's murder we can't just say you can have abortions on demand whenever you want for whatever reason up until point of birth it just it cannot be that or we are sponsoring state-supported murder it just it cannot be that there has to be a line somewhere. I personally say in the six to ten weeks area, as soon as there is as soon as there is any amount of brain activity detectable that that baby is alive and we can't just kill it. there has to be that there has to be something there. and I, and I, I understand the whole women don't know, I'm sorry. You don't get to use your personal excuses as a reason for why kids should be killed. I just, I, it, it, it's such a weak and morally horrifying answer to me that I just don't accept it. And that that's personally what I say about partial birth and uh, late-term abortions. Uh, that point about it only happens if uh, there's something seriously wrong. Maybe, but then at that point, you should have absolutely zero problem with a line somewhere. And, you know, we'll get into this uh, a little bit later, what he says. But that thing at the very end where he says, uh, how about we be like every civilized country? His stance is only done in uh, North Korea and China. Um, I think that one's probably a little bit fear mongery, truthfully. Uh, but, I mean, it's a good point. I can't admit it's not a good point that 
every like even a lot of European countries are stricter on abortion than the United States is. A lot are. Uh, there are some countries that have personhood law, like at the executive level, and look at the United States and think it's barbaric. And uh, I mean, let's be honest. There is a, a certain point where abortion is a barbaric practice. And uh, I really wish it was not anywhere near as culturally accepted as it is. Yeah, that's what I think about that. All right, uh, let's keep playing. This is uh, Mark Kelly's response. And uh, I do want to show something here that it has been two minutes now. And then we don't get to hear Mark Victor talk until minute 17. Uh, we still have two and a half minutes left. So let's uh, let's get to Mark Kelly's response. The response. It's nonsense. And what he's saying is absolutely not true. I've always been clear on this. That I support the restrictions and the protections that were allowed under Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was uh, 12 weeks, by the way. And abortion only happens... Uh, or more specifically, the first trimester. You know, very late in pregnancy when there are serious issues. And folks, it's heartbreaking when this happens. And often the child is wanted. What I'm doing is I am protecting your constitutional rights that you have lost. <laughs> uh, this fucking argument again. Okay. Um, uh, I think it should go without saying... Uh, there is absolutely nowhere in the Constitution that gives you a right to an abortion. It's it's a very broad, open reading of the due process, or, or rather, of the Equal Protection Clause in, uh, what is it, the 14th Amendment, I'm pretty sure. There's the Due Process Clause, and then there's the Equal Protection Under the Law Clause, the Equal Protection Clause. Uh, it, it, it was read into the constitution in the roe v wade decision this uh, idea of the right of privacy and that included the right to kill babies it's a completely nonsensical argument uh, and just don't even allow this argument to be made there is no constitutional right to an abortion it does not exist because of uh, he, he's still continuing his response by the way rhetoric like this but real quickly um do you where do you draw the line on late-term abortions well under roe v wade there were protections and there were restrictions that were allowed under that law and late-term abortion in this country only happens when there is a serious problem and you know that's what i support and what he says about the legislation that i voted on is just not true uh, okay uh, that's Mark Kelly's response. Uh, there, it did go for a little bit more, um, but I, again, uh, he's kind of started repeating himself and more of this slinging that I just don't care for. Um, yeah, uh, this this idea that late term abortions do not happen unless there is something seriously wrong, right? Um, I want to be fair. Because he is very possible that he does not literally mean... Shut up, phone. Nobody's talking to you. Thank you. Uh, I don't think he... 
That's so dumb. Uh, I don't think he literally means that there is no instance of a late-term abortion that is uh, not out of necessity, right? Uh, Rape and incest should have done a long time ago, personally, and I realize that's insensitive to say. But um, if you were going to have a real problem with this baby, you should have decided that a long time ago. Um, And if it's some kind of medical emergency... I mean, you really just tried to do everything that you can to save the that baby's life and, and that mother's life. And if a doctor very reasonably believes that it's not possible, then uh, look, it sucks, uh, especially on the pro-life side. I really wish it didn't have to happen. And maybe there's some... Uh, maybe and, you know, as technology gets better, this won't happen as much, hopefully. Maybe there's some research that I don't know about personally that says something like uh, medically necessary abortions aren't anywhere near as necessary as you might think or, you know, something like that. Uh, You kind of have to prioritize the mother. Uh, Maybe. Uh, Again, this is one of those ones where I'm really not sure on. This is one of the ones where I could, where I, I would really have to, like, delve into this question more. Uh, thoroughly but uh, if the idea really is that there's no late-term abortions let's take him very literally at his word again you would have no problem with a uh a ban on late-term abortions uh you know if he said you codify roe v wade you kind of already give that point up because you say 12 weeks uh if you're actually taking roe v wade at your word and then if Blake is right that you submit that you supported this bill of all the way up until the point of birth, then I mean you can just we can just completely dismiss what you're saying here as nothing more than lies. But um, that's yeah, that's what I think there. Uh, Blake Masters uh, responds, and this is uh, the second time where I was really like, okay, dude, don't be a snake here. You were asked a very specific an- a question own up to your actions and just fucking answer the question um yeah this is blake master's response for a little over a minute and a half hey, blake you have said that you once espoused a federal personhood law uh you is this is a quote from you unqualifiedly pro-life from conception and that um that this is what i was talking about earlier by the way the federal personhood law and that he uh specifically talked about you know uh, from point of conception and what have you. This is the question where he brought it up. There has been, it is, or rather, where the moderator brought it up. It's been noticed that some of these more strident uh, positions were taken off of your website. Some say that you scrubbed them from your website. What's going on with that? I encourage people to go read my website now. It is still the most pro-life, most detailed agenda of any Senate candidate running nationwide. I'm pro-life. I'm proud to be pro-life. I will never run from that. From, cons- from conception? I'm pro- I'm pro-life as a matter of conscience. I just told you what I believe the law should be. Right? In Arizona, as a voter, I support the 15-week law with all the exceptions. I believe in federal limits. I believe at a certain point, everybody of good conscience knows. At five months, six months, my gosh, seven months, that is a baby. And we shouldn't be killing babies for no reason when they can survive outside the womb. And before we... Good, good answer. Good, good answer. Thank you. Get to Mark Victor real quickly. Have you always supported the 15-week limit? Well, Arizona just passed the law last year, and Senator Graham just introduced the bill last month. 
Oh, come on, dude. You... Sorry, I just... This part really, really irritated me. You know full well that that's not the question that was asked. Right. But so, my question is, have you always supported I that I couldn't kind support of a, a bill nine months ago you, if it was just introduced last month. It's not the month. bill. It's the limit. Would you Have you always supported that limit? That I, kind of limit. I believe Arizona's got the right to make its laws. That's the whole point of reversing Roe versus Wade. And I You, dude. You. Just fucking own up to it. If you, you know, if you held the if you held something at one point and you don't anymore fucking own up to it you're allowed to change your mind dude we all do it i believe in a federal backstop i think at the federal level we should not be allowing late term partial birth abortion all the way up until the moment of birth and except for the you know to save the the life of the mother mark. i believe in limits mark kelly doesn't and that's the choice that arizonans face in this issue mark victor please <laughs> There, you just heard me slam my water bottle down. I just, like, come on, man. Answer the question. That's not what was asked of you. He, he, he was asked very specifically if you've always held this view, uh, if, you've, uh, if you've always supported, you know, this limit of uh, at conception, which is what he was asking you about, and then asked about scrubbing something from your website. If you admit you know you own up to it own up to it we already th all think that politicians are fucking liars don't you don't have to make it easier it, 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 you know even play it off as like a uh I, I evolved my stance on the issue now, obviously don't do too many of them because you tank your credibility pretty quick but you know i, I evolved my stance on the issue uh, i recognized that there were some holes in this uh, that, you know, there are some women where it happens to accidentally that if a, that if a woman is raped, force, you know, forcing her to carry this, this uh, child that, you know, she was put in her against her will where her, her self-ownership was violated, you know, this like something, anything that resembled an answer appropriate to the question, but Oh, nothing, and, and uh, I hate this kind of politician-y answer. And I, I, I know I, sh I expected it at this point, but it, God, it's annoying. All right, um, I do like Mark Victor's response initially here, but man, uh, it's another fuck. It's another fucking goofy response. Abortion and immigration are these two issues that uh, that uh, the old guard libertarian, the regime-style libertarian, the Cato libertarian, whatever you want to call it. That I, I think is just goofy on, man. And the, it's an okay response. There's some stuff at the end that I liked, but uh, you know, uh, let's just play it. Uh, it goes for uh, a little bit over a minute and a half. You know, Ted, disavasiveness from Blake Masters is exactly why you should have a principle and stick with it. You asked him specifically, did he scrub his website? And he said, you can go to my website now and look at it. That's evasion. That's an answer that... <laughs> See, exactly what, it, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not anchored in principle. I'm anchored in principle. My positions have been exactly the same for 30 years. Look, it doesn't. Yeah, that's a problem. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what my personal position is on abortion, and I'm not going to tell you. Yes, it does. We need a policy 
that recognizes that reasonable minds disagree on this issue. People disagree. There isn't an objectively right answer. And these politicians offer no special wisdom at all. This is why a one-size-fits-all solution is a terrible idea. We're going to be fighting about it forever. Congress should stay out of it. So I'm in favor of having hard questions like this resolved in the smallest jurisdictions. That's right. Mesa should pass a law that the people in Mesa like, and the people in Tempe should pass a law that the people in Tempe like. Abortion should never, anywhere, under any circumstances, be outlawed in the case of rape or in the case of health of the mother. We don't have enough time to get into this, but I've written extensive... By the way, I want you to notice something that's going to come up, uh, that ties into something that's going to come up later and is hmm, kind of creepy looking back. But there's a very specific exception, exception that comes up a lot that hmm, he didn't really say here. And I think there may be a reason, and I don't like where this conversation's going. Extensively on this and many other issues on my website. Regarding abortions after viability, if we can keep the baby alive, we should. It's a win for the baby. It's a win for the pregnant woman. It's a win for the adoptive parents. There is no perfect solution here. We're going to be fighting about it forever. We need the best solution to get past it, and that's put it in the smallest jurisdictions. Let's stop fighting, and let's move on. Okay, so where do we begin here? Okay, now, if you are a libertarian, you believe in the concept of self-ownership, which extends to the respect for private property rights and the non-aggression principle. The non-aggression principle being that you cannot initiate violence against peaceful people. Self-ownership being that you own your own body. Nothing. Uh, this is the and this is the question of the abortion debate: Is abortion killing a baby? That's what it. That's what the question is. And any derivation of that is not the central question. The central question is, is it a life? Because if it's a life, then there has to be the same level of protection that we give for people that are already alive. We recognize that you shouldn't be able to kill your three-year-old born son in the middle of the carpet. We just we recognize that as a society that that's very clearly murder. You know, whatever the intent, whatever the, uh, rather the motivation is, the intent is to kill the baby we recognize that at least most of us do a very large percentage of us would say that it is morally wrong and should be illegal to stab your three-year-old baby in the head with a you know with a ice pick right like we, we we should all absolutely agree on that part however when it comes to this there is no there's no correct answer here we're gonna fight forever I'm sorry, this is a this is a fantasy land. This is a this is an answer that shows you have no ground. You said my principles haven't changed. You gave no principle here. You just said 
a, a stance. You just you just said platitudes again. This isn't a this isn't an answer grounded in libertarian ideology. Again, you're supposed to be separating yourself. You're supposed to be saying that this beautiful political philosophy, this worldview that we have of non-aggression principle and the private property rights extending from self-ownership. This is there's none of that here. And this is the central question for this entire topic and I heard none of it. I didn't hear anything like that. Yes, babies are peaceful people. You can't kill peaceful people. Uh, you can't initiate aggression against peaceful people. Who is more peaceful than a six-month-old baby who has done nothing yet? The most defenseless person in our society. Right? Is is, is this like... Is this like f fucking five-head-level brain stuff that I'm talking about here? No, it's not. And... The, oh my god it's just it's the goofiest answer the and this whole thing of like this decentralized talk of bringing it down to the smallest jurisdiction i'm sorry if one jurisdiction says that up until week 40 that this baby can be killed and another says zero at zero weeks we won it at the point of conception there's what you just said is not a principle there's no reason why what you said here is any kind of principle and what in that you could have anything interesting or formative to say about these two situations. Like, I just, I don't get this, this need to like try to satisfy everybody. Fucking put your balls in your words, dude. Like, I'm sorry. There has to be a, this has to be grounded in something. And just saying that th this town should do what makes it this town happy, and this town and this other town should do what makes this other town happy. Uh, if this other town says, uh, even after it, this ba this baby has exited the vaginal canal, that there's a buffer zone because it's not t fully alive yet, and that uh, if you're Ralph Northam in Virginia, this uh, the the baby would be taken to. A, uh, a place where it can be safe and then the mother would decide what to do I'm sorry if a if a jurisdiction says that that's murder dude like uh, I just uh, this is such a goofy ass answer and we're talking about the protection of life what like what about the self-ownership of the baby dude right like notice that the pro-choice response or like whatever you want to call it the pro-abortion response, it never takes into the rights of the thing that's about to be killed, ever. Like, we, we're so totally fine with talking about the rights of everybody else, but my god, man, this thing hasn't even had a chance at life yet. Something that... I realize most abortions happen within the first trimester, right? I get it. I understand. There is... A lot that happen outside of this, at least into the couple hundreds of thousands. And I'm sorry, like, I don't think it's entirely a radical position to say that this is a modern day genocide against babies. I realize it doesn't exactly fit the definition of genocide, but you know, for for lack of a better term here, if a hundred, if a hundred, fuck it, if ten thousand babies are being killed after week 15 
That's 10,000 too many. You're telling me 10,000 babies? You know what? Uh, this could be something I'm ignorant on. But you're telling me that there are te- in the United States of America, there are 10,000 problems that happen with childbirth? You know, maybe there is. It, there very well could be. I don't know. But if there are 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 that are outside of this exception that we're talking about with the health of the mother, that's too goddamn many. And there has to be, like I said earlier, there has to be some kind of talk about what the rights of this this baby are, man. I, I don't know what else to say here. It's just that we got to get better on this one, man. Like, a large majority of people, if you said for absolutely no reason at all should a mother be able to get an abortion at five months i mean we're we're talking what 20 weeks 22 right if you gave that to most people there's a number that would say um after that yeah there definitely shouldn't be any and then there's a large majority that would say no that's still too high what (sighs) all right I, I gotta move on. Um, yeah, I just I'm, I'm. Yeah, I gotta move on, or I'm gonna get like furious. Um, all right. Now uh, we move on from this question, uh, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> this part was kind of interesting. There was a question that was asked to Blake Masters. That's very obviously a gotcha question, and he answers it. I mean. It's a brilliant response. Well, this is one of the best parts of the entire debate to me. All right. Uh, I want to get to um, the election. And Blake, we'll start with you. Uh, is Joe Biden the legitimately elected president of the United States? Joe Biden's absolutely the president. I mean, my gosh, have you seen the gas prices lately? Legitimately There's elect- no da- legi- he's du- legitimately I'm not trying elected. to trick you. He's duly sworn and certified. He's the legitimate president. He's in the White House. And unfortunately for all of us. Now, how did he get there? Okay, let's talk about that. Perfect response perfect response threw it right back in their faces perfect response that i think it's a problem that the fbi forced facebook they pressured facebook and other big tech companies to censor true information about hunter biden's crimes in the weeks before the 2020 election and so millions of americans didn't get to read about that they didn't get to read about Hunter Biden and his corrupt business dealings with China and Ukraine, business dealings which credibly implicated Joe Biden. And then the media lied to us about it. They said, oh, that was Russian disinformation. No, it wasn't. It was true. And so when the media is lying to people, helping big tech and apparently federal law enforcement censor information about presidential candidates, well, I think people start to worry about the integrity of their elections. Was that election stolen? Was it rigged in any way, shape or form enough to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. I suspect that if the FBI didn't work with big tech and big media to censor the Hunter Biden infra- or the Hunter Biden crime story, yeah, I suspect that changed a lot of people's votes. Boy, for a guy who's never been elected before, he sure sounds. All right, uh, that's Mark Victor's voice, but we're not there yet. Um, look, first off, I just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant answer. Uh, and by the way, totally. totally sound i mean can anybody really argue this point like okay 
it it definitely is true by polling data in a couple different polls that people did not see this story and if they had it would have affected their vote perfect uh, you know would it have been enough to change i i think he gave a reasonable answer i think he said yes the outcome would have been substantially different and he's probably right now would would trump now be president maybe maybe not uh i don't know but it definitely is the case that the fbi colluded with private companies to sway a presidential election whether like that whether you want to fucking admit it or not that is the outcome this is what happened this is not conjecture this is not faith this happened it it is fact that at least by polling data people would have switched their vote now are polls 100 accurate no of course not people lie however to say that there is zero merit to the idea that somebody's vote was a different vote than it otherwise would have been because they did not see this story that the fbi pressured facebook and other companies to suppress is asinine too you know whether you can have this nuanced conversation or not on a arizona senate stage hosted by pbs i don't know but uh, i think that was a great answer and it brought up a really important point which is the fbi a executive and an executive office an executive level department in our federal government was pressuring a private company to do its bidding Uh, this is the textbook definition what mussolini called who invented fascism this is what he said fascism is it's the it's the cooperation between the private sector and the state on the state's behalf Uh, you know paraphrased but this is what it is and uh, it's a great point i wish he uh, he could have hammered it a little bit more maybe but i think it was a brilliant response um and then (laughs) all right um you know let's just play it uh oh i just scratched my uh pop filter let's just get to it because this is the part where I'm going to be really, really not happy. Like a politician to me. I'll answer the question. Joe Biden won the election. I wish they both could have lost. We could use somebody up there who could have done something different. <laughs> okay. I do got to admit that that, that that part is funny. I wish they both would have lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, my problems with Joe Jorgensen aside, it's obviously much, much, much better than fucking Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But that was a, that was really funny. I wish they both could have lost. Right there with you, Mark. But not with what you're about to say. But look, this is an easy one. All people of good faith want a free, fair, accurate, open election. And we all want only people who are authorized to vote to actually vote. I have no problems at all with reasonable requirements to vote. You should be able to get an ID. They're free. If you can't get an ID, maybe you shouldn't be voting. 
that's not a big deal. But I am against unduly burdensome requirements that are calculated to make it harder for people who should be allowed to vote to actually vote. But all of this is missing the big issue, Ted. This is not our problem. Our big problem with voting is that everything is up for a vote today. Based. What else do you got to say? Hopefully something that won't completely derail. I don't want anybody telling right? me how I should use my body, my property, my money, and my time. None of that should be up for a vote. And I Agreed. I don't want to tell any of you how to use your body, property, money, or time. Nice. We're getting to the part that I hate. We are a constitutional republic, not an unrestricted democracy. Today, everything is up for a vote. Very little should be up for a vote. Like, for example, who should represent the good people of the state of Arizona? That should be up for a vote. What should the age of consent be? This is something that reasonable minds disagree on. Uh... Dude, I... Yep, he said that. On a national debate stage, the libertarian candidate, whether officially endorsed by the party or not, said the words, age of consent should be up for a vote. Oh, dude, come on. Way to fucking torpedo any fucking chance. Okay, first off, let's get something straight. No, no, it shouldn't. No, it absolutely should not. Kids cannot consent, and anybody that violates this should be sent to a fucking wood chipper. This is not up for discussion. God damn it, dude. God, God damn it. All right. Remember earlier um, when I said that there's something that kind of connected here? Remember where he said uh, an exception or where he did not mention an exemption for incest? Just going to kind of throw that in here and let you draw your own conclusion because it's really disturbing and I really don't like it. <sighs> Again, man, like if you and if you have a libertarian philosophy grounded in self-ownership this is a fucking easy thing that you don't have to give this stupid crazy ridiculous answer on the age of consent should be no 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 now what a legitimate answer could be is maybe it's kind of dumb that we have this different age strata where you have to be 21 to get alcohol but you can be 18 and own a rifle and be in the military you know something like that i can understand this is not what he said though and i'm not gonna replay it because i'm grossed out and i'm disgusted and i really like way to just fucking embarrass the libertarian party dude like i i keep hitting my i keep hitting my fucking pop filter because i'm like putting my head in my hands and just wanting to bash my head into the desk come on man i mean 
of all the things that you could have brought up as an example, like the age of consent is up for a vote, but and, and, but and so is fucking abortion. But like, come on, man! Like this is this is what the problem is when you have this Cato reason libertarian type where you get this fucking I'm going to be a hippie and let people live as long as this, this, and this. There's, if you're not grounded in philosophy, this is what happens. You get this goofy fucking response. And man, it got just worse and worse and worse for him as this went on. And this is clearly the worst part. I'm and do, do I even have to explain why this is wrong do i really all right dude this garbage just needs to like this is the meme of libertarians is that we can't go however long without speaking about the fucking age of consent law he just did it so when people say this now, now we have to be on the defensive and be like, yeah, that was that was dumb and that was wrong. And he's from an old brand of libertarian that we, we, we do not support this. What we support is this, this, and this. This is nothing to do with us. We have to be on the defensive now, man. Libertarianism has already been on the defensive for a long goddamn time. And this is the kind of shit that sets us back, dude. All right, I need to move on. I'm just, I'm so furious at this. All right, um, more of him. Uh, this one was kind of funny. We're, we're, we're basically at the end. There's a minute left, but it's... Um, <laughs> so, admittedly, Mark Victor... Uh, I, it, I made this seem like he got a lot more time than he did. He really didn't. Um, I think just Mark Kelly did so terrible that none of his answers were even remotely good or interesting. So it, I gave Blake Masters a lot in this because I think he did well. I gave Mark Victor a lot because he's the fucking libertarian candidate, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, it's almost over. But he kind of got snubbed of a lot of time in this, and it was very obvious even as watching. And uh, I'm going to play the rest of this. Uh, it's a he, He's first answering a question on on water, and then it will abruptly switch to uh closing statements and uh you'll see i think they were kind of fed up with this guy to be honest um yeah so you'll notice the uh the time issue and uh, let's just play the rest of this and then uh that'll be that that should be up for a vote because i want my boys to be able to choose very, to live in arizona decades from very now. quickly mark not that quick. I got a few things to you know, say on this. It's got to be because we're running out of time. I've had very little time during this debate, and I'd like to give an answer on this well, question. But let me, be... You should have been given less time. Well, they get hurt if you keep go too long. Just let so let, you know. let me incorporate some works. things that Blake said. Blake made some very good points on this issue, and I'm going to give him credit. We got short-term and long-term solutions. I'm here to tell you about hard questions. Almost 80% of our water in this state, in the middle of the desert, goes to agriculture. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. We can put our agriculture, we can... Also, what a stupid-ass answer. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know exactly... You know, I shouldn't say it's a stupid-ass answer. I'll take that back. 
I'm going to walk that back a little bit. It's a very weird answer. Um, and I'm not totally sure what the uh, agricultural aspects of Arizona are. I'm sure there are some parts of the state where there's actually good agriculture to grow. Uh, I know in California, uh, you can. there's a really good case that strawberries can be grown in sand because they don't need a ton of water. At least uh, I, I think I could be getting that wrong. You know, whatever. I'm sure there's some crops that can be grown in Arizona. You know, uh, maybe he's right. Maybe it, there doesn't need to be quite so much going to agriculture. But I think uh, a lot of agriculture is probably done in Arizona. You know, I, I'm going to plead ignorance to this. But that's a very weird answer. Um, I'm sure there's a lot better answer to give. Like desalination plants are a thing. Uh, I didn't hear that in this debate at all. You can very easily talk about a water trade through California. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, revenue to be made there. Maybe California and Arizona can work together, pool its resources on desalination plants off the uh, off the ocean coast in California. You know, something like that uh, is a, is an answer that I think is good. But this is such a weird answer. Anyway, uh, the rest. Get it from places where they can more efficiently produce these goods. The market price of water should determine. And that is it, sir. I'm. So By the way, that was like 20 seconds. Sorry, but it's we just we just ran out of time. We've got to get to closing statements. There is a way out of this mess. Let's focus on fundamental, timeless principles. Nobody gets to. F this is the closing statement, by the way. Force their way of life on anyone else. Let's lead and inspire people to be good humans. Time, sir. Time, sir. That is it's it. Still says I got 15 seconds you, there, Ted. Uh, yeah. I like to finish my, my closing Sir, statement. they told us that it was over. Finally, we... All right. And uh, that is it. Uh, that that closing statement, uh, it, I, I left off a good uh, 30 to 45 seconds because it was just kind of whatever. It was very similar, nothing burger for compared to his opening, you know, with his opening remarks was kind of nothing but yeah that was the arizona debate the arizona senate debate um i may or may not do more of these debates uh probably not admittedly because this was a lot of work and uh, i'm disgusted and really annoyed and you probably just heard that which is me ripping these notes out because I'm done and I'm going to rip them up. But yeah, that's it. Debate over. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, I'm really incredibly infuriated and disappointed with the libertarian candidate. Uh, you could have put me up there and I would have given something better than what was given here. Uh, just, just the worst, man. And... We, you, we need to fucking we need to stand for something man like this really needs to be something that we have to stand for and I don't know if he was nominated at a nominating convention to run under the Libertarian Party banner you know I, I don't know but if it was then Arizona LP uh, Arizona Mises Caucus man uh, get this guy out of here and just don't let him anywhere near this crap again.
so he can't fucking disappoint us anymore because what a fucking dismal failure um blake masters was good uh i don't know a ton about him but he seemed pretty good on the inflation thing much better than i've heard most republicans if i'm being perfectly honest but you know that said he's republican there's you know the typical drug trade answer the fentanyl answer the uh immigration answer that's not exactly out of the realm of craziness in the republican party or out of rather out of the realm of uh scarcity um the abortion answer that I he kind of wishy wishy washy on fucking stand up for what you believe in answer the goddamn questions, and then Mark Kelly was abysmal. I don't think he did very well at all. Um, you can go listen to the rest of the debate yourself. I think he gave pretty terrible answers. Even from what we heard, his answers were terrible. He had nothing to say on inflation. He gave a really fucking iffy abortion answer. But uh, overall. Like, it was okay. It was interesting. It was fun to watch uh, in full. It's actually kind of an interesting debate in full. Um, obviously, or else I wouldn't have even talked about it. Uh, the Beto O'Rourke one was actually less interesting because Beto is just so unlikable. Um, I guess if you know, if you really want me to, and if you say so on Twitter, I'll do it. But I really don't care to. The only thing I might touch on, maybe would be uh, the law enforcement angle along with the uh, Uvalde shooting and gun rights question. Uh, That might be something I would consider. But other than that, I just, I'm, I'm disappointed, ultimately. In this era where libertarians are being talked about more than ever, um, this was a national stage and a chance to at least say something and he said some good things i don't want to just completely shit all over mark victor he said some good things but overall man just get better get uh, get this cato reason and I, and by the way there are a lot of good articles at cato there's a lot of good articles and videos at reason but <sighs> ground yourself in some fucking libertarian philosophy man Anyway, um, that's it. That's where I'm going to leave this part two off and end. Uh, It was a very fun thing to do. I actually did enjoy making it as much as it may not have sounded. Uh, I did enjoy taking the notes. I did enjoy uh, doing stuff and uh, analyzing this debate. Uh, I probably won't do any more. Um, I may do Herschel Walker versus Raphael Warnock because that's one I'm slightly interested in, but it could just be a total train wreck in uh, in favor of Warnock, or rather uh, favoring Warnock to be better than Herschel. I think he is going to flare out badly. I don't think it's going to go very well at all. But that is all for me. Please go ahead and follow me at K2 Dude Man, the Liberty Enthusiast. Follow anchor.fm slash. Pretty sure it's the Liberty Enthusiast, but I'm going to go check that now because I'm not sure. And I don't want to say it is and then be wrong. But I hope you guys enjoyed this two part uh, breakdown of the Arizona Senate debate between Mark Kelly, Blake Masters, and Mark Victor. Stay tuned and watch the next one. I really appreciate you guys. Peace.